for right now, just take this time to breathe and to really reimagine what your events could look like because in-person events or live events will always be there. I mean, I just read a stat the other day that it said 84% um, of company leaders still value those in-person events and feel like that's one of their biggest successes for not only brand awareness, but also um, lead generation and capturing clients. So 84% of those company leaders will still want to do these pieces. So I would say just hold tight right now and just, just really uh, look at the landscape of what you're trying to capture and just take time to breathe so you're ready to come out on the other. Welcome. This is the 13th episode of a very special DTSF Connection podcast and vodcast put on by Downtown Sioux Falls, Inc. and some great people over at Think3D Studio. My name is Sadie Swear, and I'm the Community Outreach Coordinator at DTSF. And of course, we have Joe Batchelor here, the president of DTSF. And we are doing all of these videos, all of these podcasts right now, really to inform, educate, and motivate all these local businesses in the area and make sure that we are bringing the downtown community business members together to answer questions, um, make sure that they know about available resources and just keep everybody coming back together. And so we've brought a variety of different guests from many different industries. And I am so excited because for over a decade, this event extraordinaire has been planning events across Sioux Falls, across the area, and nationally, and she's really all about making dreams come true. And she's an entrepreneurial leader in the community, as well as a 2018 40 Under 40 honoree from the Connect Association, and she's a lover of the Brooklyn Blackout Queen City Cake, our neighbor in the Shriver Square building, and our newest board member at DT. DTSF, please help me welcome founder and CEO of the event company, Addie Graham Kramer. Hi, Addie. Oh, look at, I love Joe's hands. I love Joe's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Best introductions of people. My gosh. Thank you. I, I think it's so much fun to really talk about somebody and highlight how cool they are. And I, I get hyped up for it. So thank you so much for coming on, Addie. Thank you so much. I'm excited. Yes. So like we said, we're talking to some small business owners, we're talking to the public, and we want to know about these events. So, you know, let's get right into it. Can businesses still plan events during this situation? Yes. Yes, they can. And I think, as we know, across the whole country, across the world, a lot of events have really been put on halt right now for this particular time. But now is the time to be planning for the future. But then also to consider other things like doing live stream events or do virtual events. Uh, we know that we cannot be together um, in large groups right now at this point in time, but there's always ways to do things differently. And I think that requires a lot of people stepping outside of their box, kind of reassessing really their goals of the event, uh, perhaps talking through with some of the attendees on what their expectations of the event were as well, and to just think differently, really, just thinking outside of the box. 
Right, right. Well, uh, Eddie, tell me, what what do you think is the best way to take a what would have been a normal in-person event and transition that to an online event? What are some of the tips and tricks that you use? Well, the first thing is to really assess what the content was for that particular day, because as we know, um, usually those eight hour, let's just say conventions or seminars or even conferences, you're not typically gonna have an eight day virtual session like we're talking right now. Um, it just is overload, right? It's just too much. A lot of us now are sitting at our desks, at our home offices, living rooms, kitchen tables, whatever that looks like, and we're taking hour after hour of video calls. Well, if you can imagine doing that as a conference, it could get pretty old. And so we, what we need to do first is kind of to step back and to reassess what our message is. Um, can we parse that down a little bit? Instead of having three keynote speakers throughout that day, what if we had two? So it's, the first step would really be to assess uh, what that content looks like. Because sitting in front of a computer for eight hours is just not, it's not good from the guest experience and from the, the end user. So it's hard sometimes as planners um, or as our clients to step into their shoes, but we really have to have kind of a whole session of just talking through really what our goal for content is at that particular event. So that's really the first step. And you guys have been to plenty of different conferences and sessions over the years. Can you imagine sitting at your desk for eight hours straight? Heck no. <laughs> I, 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 I might out a couple people here, but I'm probably not the only one that if I'm at my third virtual meeting for the day, I might have my computer scrolling on social media. So that'd probably be what is happening at an eight hour virtual conference. <laughs> Yeah, you my just, phone would die. <laughs> too much. But then also now, I mean, a lot of us are also have, I'm not going to say distractions, but we have other things happening at our home, such as children running around. We are now homeschooling as well. So you have to take those attendees um, into consideration as well, not just about us. Um, it always has to deal with our end users. So thinking really and putting ourselves in their shoes, I think is the key thing. Yeah, um, that's a really good point. I mean, yeah. you know, we're expected to be parents and teachers and still work. And it's like, you can only do one of those things really well. Um, right. So pick one, you know, <laughs> and, and then throw a, com a virtual conference on top of that. So yeah. good point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot. And what we've typically said with some of our groups now is every 90 minutes have some type of break, even if it's a 15 minute break or a 10 minute break, whatever that looks like. But every 90 minutes um, would be a good suggested break time that gives you a break personally to step away from the computer, use the restroom, check other emails, check on the kiddos, whatever, make sure the kitchen's not burning down. So we just need to make sure um, that we're also allowing our attendees that time. Now from the, from the event standpoint, from our standpoint, as well as our clients, I mean, we might have to shift in new presenters at that point in time as well, change up slide decks. There's a lot of different things to take into consideration from the production piece too. So we need to allow ourselves time to adjust as well, not just the guests. And I loved what you said earlier too, talking about really concentrating that message and thinking about what the goal is for the event that you're having. And so do you see any businesses either locally owned or national that are doing a really good job of transi transitioning already set events or poss possibly new events to online socially? 
Yeah, we do have some local events that actually are going to move from in-person. They've been in person for many years and making that switch now into the virtual realm is a little bit different for them. And to be honest, some of them, it's a little scary too, not just from their standpoint, but also from the guest standpoint of what if they don't know how to access Zoom or what if they're not even on Facebook for a Facebook Live event? You know, so it's, there's the education piece leading up to it as well. So some of our groups will actually do short information informational um, kind of videos really planning prior to the actual event happening just to give those users really um, kind of an inside look of what is going to happen but also there's best practices not just from an attendee standpoint but from a presenter standpoint as well so we're working to build breath practice guides about you know making sure that your door is locked making sure you have adequate light in there making sure your cat's not on your lap if you're a presenter throughout the, the the uh, conference. So just building some of those pieces as well. So it's not just the guests and it's not just our clients, it's also the presenters because some of us are so good and can be dynamic in front of people. Um, but if it's just you one-on-one, -on -one, especially on a webinar, you can't sometimes see the guests and see their reactions. So it's literally you just talking into the green dot on your computer like I am right now. <laughs> so it's just, we just need to, there, you just have to step back really and figure out what that plan looks like so everybody can feel comfortable. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I think, you know, one of the things we're, we're all sort of going through this uh, uh, transition to virtual meetings and uh, there are some best practices like you mentioned. You know, I, I think the ones that are, that are really, uh, I think, stand out are when hosts are able to make them personal and interactive and create warmth, uh, you know, create, uh, you know, being present. So talk, talk to me a little bit about what are some um, good ways to do that, to make it personal, make it interactive. Yeah, one of the things that I would always suggest doing is if you've got time and resources to even pre-record a message prior to the fact, even if it's your welcome message or if, as you're heading into breaks to thank sponsors, if you can pre-record some of those things ahead of time that you can control the AV and the sound and the, the lighting and those pieces, that really makes it feel like it's a show, so to say, and it's very well put on. Um, so that it, it kind of creates that whole environment aspect that you would normally have when you're at an in-person event. Um, but also to help make it kind of that in-person or that personal touch and that personal feel. One thing that we're talking with a couple different groups about now is what if we can get the program materials out to them? If the name badges had already been printed ahead of time, can we get those to those guests, whether we're shipping them or doing a pickup spot? Um, which could be put on halt here for a short while. Um, but if we can mail those materials out to those guests ahead of time, it really makes them feel like they're a part of the event. So it adds that personal touch. We've got another event where we're going to be doing, um, we've all heard of these virtual happy hours lately and virtual lunches and some of those pieces. We've got one group where we're actually going to be packaging up some of those materials and shipping them to each attendee. So they're going to have their own little mix-in cocktail. The cocktail recipe is going to be in there. We're not shipping alcohol, people. We're staying, we're abiding by all rules. I'm not shipping alcohol at all. Um, but then they're able to kind of make that own cocktail at their home, which is fun. And so we'll have a mixologist come on at five o'clock. They'll do a little virtual cocktail mixing session and it really just elevates the experience and makes them feel like they're really a part of it um, when there's those little personal touches it goes such a long way I love that, I love that. yeah 
We should make that a podcast. We might have to talk about this later, Addy. Oh my gosh, that's fun. If you can make it, because when you go to events, a lot of events there, whether it's a fundraising gala or a conference, there's signature drinks and signature cocktails. So why not give those guests the recipe card? There can be a handwritten note from the host or even the CEO of that organization and send everything that they need to, but they can make it from their, from their kitchen, right? So it's just giving them that opportunity. Another event that we're working with for virtual that will go live here in June, we're actually having, so the band has been hired, there's entertainment already. And what we're doing is we're actually going to stream in that entertainment as well. So we are still allowing those guests, if they want to step aside, go use the restroom, go do whatever they need to do. But we've also got this fun entertainment that's a background piece for them too, so they can feel like they're a part of all that's happening. So it's, like I said, you have to step back and see what you can do. It's not what you can't do because things that we did even just weeks ago, we can't do that anymore. So instead of focusing on those negatives, we focus on what those positives are and what we can do right now. So it's just stepping outside of the box and doing things differently. This is, this is why she's the master, That's the event right. master. I mean, I, I love that idea. I've seen so many different businesses. I mean, Nancy with Child's Play Toys, she's doing Tea Time Thursdays, yeah. I think, and like doing a book and even Ricardo over at our wine bar, he was talking about doing like a wine tasting. You could pick up the wine and he would right. do it live and go through that. I mean, those are just such creative ideas that you can still engage your audiences with the goals in mind, your messaging in mind, being able to control it. And I think that's so cool that many of these businesses are doing that and you can take it virtually. Yeah. And you, there's a lot of different platforms to do it. So you can do it like what we're doing today through Zoom. So you can certainly access it through Zoom. There is outlets through YouTube, just straight YouTube only. Um, Zoom has cool integrations where you can integrate it into Facebook Lives. You can have them private links. I mean, if you didn't want your conference to be streamed to everybody across the world, then there's ways to do it privately too, but it can be through a lot of different platforms like that. So, and some people don't understand that. They think that if you just have this password and you have this link that everybody can access it, um, that's not true. I mean, there's so many different ways to be able to do those integrations so the guests can be a part of it. Because like I said, some people may not have Facebook and some people may not have this platform, but if we can get that messaging out to them ahead of time so they understand what platforms are accessible, then they will feel more comfortable as an attendee as well. You know, we've got people that have never done Zoom before. Actually, I bet Zoom has stats on this as well. You know, I've never even heard of Zoom before. And now you've got all of these different age groups, demographics, people all over the world that are accessing Zoom that have never done it in the past. So it's just um, not, again, not focusing on what you can't do, but things that you can do is I think the big piece of it. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, you, you mentioned Zoom, what are, what are some other good platforms? Uh, we, we've used WebEx. Um, what, are, what are you hearing uh, in the event world with uh, some of the preferred platforms? Yeah, I would say the number one right now is Zoom, um, but I do know that lately, you know, with the Zoom bombings and things like that, where people can kind of, instead of photo bomb, they're actually jumping on to do different live streamed um, pieces out there, but now there's so many different passwords and security pieces that Zoom has done a really great job of integrating over these last couple of weeks. 
Um, YouTube is another great channel um, to be able to do those things on, as well as Facebook Live. Those are probably the top three um, ones that you can that we've that we've really been able to access and do. Um, also, the cool part about, especially with Facebook and even with YouTube, there's a lot of integrations for businesses to put their own promo pieces out there to do even like lower thirds branding, so their own company branding on some of those pieces. And so it's not just a you like for right now we don't see any of that branding because we're not doing a true web. This is just a conversation through Zoom, but there's just different functionalities through Zoom um, to be able to do those things. So there's a lot of really cool platforms to be able to integrate into that. Now, speaking of that piece, Joe, um, some people think that by going virtual that you're going to save so much more money. Um, I'm not trying to scare anybody because there's different ways to be able to do it, but just because you don't have your face-to-face -face social hour or your dinner or your breakfast or lunch or things like that, there are certain costs that are associated when you go to virtual in terms of the platforming and registration and really those integrations that we talk about um, throughout the whole piece of it. So there's ways to stream as as costly as maybe 1500 and then there's other streaming functionalities where we may be well into a five-figure budget so there's really all over all over the board um, in terms of what you want to capture we've got one event that we're working with right now where we'll kind of have like a control room so-called um, in Sioux Falls where we'll have 10 different laptops up to run all different breakout sessions and it's literally just like you plug in this one and you're here. You're plugging in this one and you go. Because if you've got a lot of different presenters that need certain capabilities or certain functions for that particular conference, they need to have their own separate lines. So um, it's almost, I mean, I kind of feel like I'm Kevin King from KSFY in the back room of a <laughs> So I'm just going to be channeling my inner Kevin King that day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it's true. So, so it's just kind of keeping some of that into consideration. So before, if you're interested in doing any type of virtual event, do not cut all of your budget. And I know we're into cost savings right now and trying to figure out how to do things more efficiently and effectively, but by cutting your budget completely and, and removing things like food and all those other pieces, a lot of those dollars may be allocated to other elements to make that live stream what it is. Okay, okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, as we're wrapping up here one more time, thank you so much for coming on. And if you could just share with us one more last message of hope or what you would like the Sioux Falls community, these small business owners to know. I would say in regards to events, just for right now, just take this time to breathe and to really reimagine what your events could look like because in-person events or live events will always be there. I mean, I just read a stat the other day that it said 84% um, of company leaders still value those in-person events and feel like that's one of their biggest successes for not only brand awareness, but also um, lead generation and capturing clients. So 84% of those company leaders will still want to do these pieces. So I would say just hold tight right now and just, just really uh, look at the landscape of what you're trying to capture and just take time to breathe so you're ready to come out on the other end. That's great. I love that. Oh. My gosh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, yes. Thanks, and so just as we're wrapping up, if you are a small business owner and you're listening, just know that you're not alone. There are so many people and resources out there that are there to help you. We can get through this together. We will be resilient through all of this. And it's a chance for us to thrive, not just survive. And if you're a supporter of small businesses, make sure that you keep ordering takeout, make sure you keep getting gift cards, make 
make sure that you keep thinking about these small businesses in our local economy and support it at this time. And if you're looking for more content from DTSF and Think 3D, we have the Downtown Sioux Falls YouTube channel. We are now officially a podcast thanks to Anchor. And so you can listen to us on all streaming platforms. So make sure to watch these videos and listen to our podcast and go like and subscribe. So thanks again, Addie, and have a wonderful day. Thanks, Thank you. Bye. Thank you.